And now, from beyond our dimension, this is the Jeff Mara Podcast. Here's Jeff. My guest is Angelique Wesner. Angelique had a near-death experience where she went out into space, and today we're going to learn about it. Angelique, thank you so much for joining us today, and welcome. Thank you so much. All right. My audience loves to hear about near-death experiences, so if you don't mind, can we start on the day yours happened? Sure. Um, The day unfolded like any other. I was on the couch watching TV. My ex-husband stopped by and my head started to feel heavy and down it went. And um, I could hear him calling people on the phone. I didn't know who. Uh, When I woke up, For the first time, I was in the back of an ambulance. Um, Didn't really understand what happened, what was going on. Um, I was out again. I woke up for the second time in the hospital. They were about to discharge me. They said everything looked great. Um, And uh, after that, I got a little uh, violent, a little vicious, and they took me back and um, I suggested they look over my entire body, and they did, and they found some necrotic tissue. Um, They proceeded to do what they do, and the nurse discovered that she needed a doctor. And the doctor discovered that I needed immediate surgery. Um, When I first had my out-of-body experience, it was, I, I, I didn't know where I was going. I was leaving at monumental speeds towards what looked like the sun. And it was just amazing. And that's it. There was, at that time, there was no one there. I didn't see anyone. I just saw what looked like the sun. And I felt content. Very warm and very content. Um, I believe at that time, I was becoming septic. Um... I was being poked in the head and told to wake up and stay with them. It was a couple of nurses. They were screaming that I was allergic to morphine. Um, This went on for a little time of me in and out. Every time I woke up was something more horrible. Um, The doctor telling my ex-husband I wasn't going to make it through the night, call my mother back from vacation. Um, I woke up to a priest giving me last rites. It was definitely an experience. Um, when, When I was in space, right before... 
I got to the sun, I thought I always wanted to be alone. And the stars started to go out one after the other. I was conscious. I could scream, but I couldn't hear myself. I couldn't hear anything. It was the silence was deafening. And I thought, no, I don't want to be alone. And uh, then the next thing I knew, I was at the sun. And then they were poking me in the head and I was waking up. The last time I went out, um, that was something I I didn't expect. Um, I was in complete, utter darkness. I was crawling on my arms and my legs were up in the air and they were stuck. And I just, I couldn't break them loose. And I could see a light coming towards me. And I, I didn't feel anything. There was no feelings at all. And the light came by and it, it's, it was a goat man on two legs holding a torch running by with just enough light so I could see behind me. I, I don't know how to explain it, but my legs were in the mouth of something I have never seen before. Um, I, I can't think of a single horror movie that could explain what I saw. And uh, I remember I started crying and trying to pull and I just, I couldn't get out. And the walls, I'm very claustrophobic. The walls started closing in. And then I woke up. And I was frightened. I was amazed that I made it. I have changed my ways. I am not the same person I was that went into that hospital. I go out of my way to help people now. Um, between the two, I'd rather go to the sun. Um, I thought my son was right. We are all just energy. But I don't know when I thought that. I don't know if I was having the out-of-body experience when I thought that, or was I lucid and back in the hospital? Um, things that I thought, I don't know if they were real or not. Um, it was it was very traumatic for me, very traumatic. And um, yeah, I am just a very different person. I, I do believe that there is a higher power. Um, I, I don't care what anybody calls it, call it whatever you want, but I believe it exists. And I believe that this was shown to me to let me know, hey, you're not going to have a very happy afterlife if you keep going the way you're going. And that's, that's, um, that's my story. Thank you for sharing that. Why did your tissue become necrotic in the first place? I sat on what they call a brown recluse spider. Mm. Um, I did not realize this till I felt it biting me. And then I jumped up out of bed and I saw it. I 
thought brown spider. I'm from New York. We don't have <laughs> spider problems. <laughs> Maybe you get bit by rats up there. I wasn't going to bring that up. (laughs) From what I am understanding, it appears that your NDEs happened before the surgical procedure. Like you were back there, they were examining you, they gave you some morphine and you kind of kept popping in and out. Is that correct? That um, That was after. The one where I was in going towards the sun that was right before the surgery. Okay. The one where my feet were in something's mouth, that was during the surgery. They told me I um, it was touch and go a couple times during surgery. And that's why when I woke up so many times, they were suggesting my mother come back. The first time when you were there, you said you were content. Yes. Um, does content mean peaceful, relaxed? Some people say they feel like an amazing amount of love. Would you go that far or what do you um, think? I, after the fact now, I, I don't really appreciate that feeling that I had. Um, it was very warm, very soothing, and nothing else mattered. Yeah. And that's what bothers me. Um, I am very close to my children. I have a severely disabled son and I didn't think of them. And that's, I, I, I don't like that. I don't understand it. I think it's pretty common that people will say that. And I think some people will say that's kind of like the death of the ego or you're just kind of forgetting about this life. I don't think it means you don't care about your family. I just think that you kind of forget about them. And I think a lot of times, once people start to remember their life, they reach a threshold or or something, and then all of a sudden they come back. I was told by a friend um, when I was heading towards the sun, she believes it was a glimpse to heaven. And um, the reason why I saw no one was because it wasn't my time. And that, I I like that. Mm -hmm. That makes sense to me. Have you ever considered getting hypnotized to see if more things happened that you just can't remember? No, actually, I've never thought of that. And I don't know if it would, you know work or not but maybe you did talk to an angel or you know or someone else and they said okay angelique the visit's over it's time for you to come back yeah i i remember going Mm -hmm. i don't remember coming can you tell me more about how you've changed since you've been back (laughs) um well i um i was definitely a stereotypical person from the Bronx. Um, You fight for what you have and you take what you want. Um, I have never given a second thought to anyone's feelings. Um, I have disrespected people without knowing them. Um, and I've broken quite a few laws back then. 
Um, this has stayed with me for years and I have, um, I give people the benefit of the doubt. I give car rides. I go shopping for the elderly in my community during the winter time. I help the disabled, the less fortunate. I'm not rich. I live check to check. But if I have an extra $5, you're going to eat tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've robbed, I've stolen. And I just, I, there's no need for that. Not when you see the bigger picture. I mean, just look at the leaves outside. The veins alone on one leaf are unimaginable. Who came up with that? And it was just perfect. Mm-hmm. And I've learned to appreciate the smaller things so much more. This seems to make you, you know, an amazing person. That you have. I was definitely the person you did not want to run into on, on the street at night, mm-hmm. especially if I was in a bad mood. Now, mm-hmm. I would cross the street if I saw me coming. What do you think inspires you about your NDE? I believe I was shown both places for a reason. I believe the sun represents heaven. And I don't get to see it because I don't believe I deserve to at that time. And that's that was it. That was all I could see was the outside. And as far as hell whatever you want to call that, I believe I was shown that because that's where I was leaning more towards. Mm -hmm. And I was always the type of person to say, I hate people. I want to be alone. You know, better to reign in hell than serve in heaven. You know, I, I had all of that. And I believe I was given a choice. And I've had dreams of the most beautiful log cabin house on top of a hill and me and my disabled son rolling down the hill laughing. That's my heaven. And I want to get there. I don't want to be eaten by whatever that thing was. Well, just because you didn't go to the sun to me doesn't mean that you didn't deserve to be there. Not every NDE. And I've interviewed a lot of people go to a heavenly like place. There's a lot of people that just go to a black void and that's it. There's some people that just kind of are around their body and then they go back in. That's it. Some people go out into space like you have. Some people go to like an amazing place with like, you know, beautiful nature and stuff. So there's all different types of experiences. Huh? Well, I had a few of them. (laughs) Yeah. Some people have abilities after their NDE that they never had before, like they're clairvoyant or clairaudient. Do you have any of those? Actually, I used to have that, and I seem to have lost it since then. Um, I'd always have dreams of things that I knew were going to happen. And no, not anymore. Not anymore. Um, I will share with you that 
I, I do have a mental illness. I do come from a traumatic background and, um, I used to have nightmares, horrific nightmares. And, um, I don't have them anymore. They stopped. I had them for years and they're gone. I've been able to sleep since then. That's and awesome. that that's amazing. Yeah, it's fantastic. Were you religious before this NDE? Well, I wouldn't say I was religious. I was faithful um, until 1999. Um, my younger sister and her friends were killed in a drunk driving car accident. And um, I, I lost my faith after that. Mm -hmm. And until this NDE, I did not get it back. It appears that you believe in God or some sort of higher power. Would you say that now you went back to religion or Christianity or anything? Uh, yes, I've definitely gone back to religion, but I, I question it. But I believe in God. And, and, uh, and yeah, yeah, somebody's out there. Somebody's given us this blessing of being alive. Do you think it's possible that the sun could have been God instead of heaven? It could have been. Um, like I said, I, I felt very warm, very content. And the, the speed, so I just, I can't get over how fast I left this planet. Which also breaks my heart, but leads me to believe there's no ghosts. There's no ghosts? Yeah, because mm. I, I left. Why stay behind? Mm -hmm. I Actually, I didn't leave on my own. It felt like a hand reached into my body right through the flesh and pulled me right out and was pulling me through space. Maybe you're right. Maybe it was God. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. Maybe not. You mentioned earlier that you felt like we were all energy. Can you talk more about that? Sure. Um, as I was going towards the sun, I didn't really feel bummed out, but it was like, heaven, where are you? And that's, that's, but now I believe that it was, it was a glimpse of something I, I couldn't have at that time. I wasn't ready. I think some of my NDE experiencers will say that they've been to light like you have been. And for them, the light was healing them. Do you think that's possible for you? It very well could have been. It could have helped me physically on the outside and the inside. Like maybe that's a way to to reframe it is not that you weren't allowed, but maybe you were taken to a place and you were receiving some healing. Yeah, I can see that. Though so, <laughs> I was raised in the Catholic school as a little girl. <laughs> so, you know, back in the seventies. So, you know, things were a little rough back then. 
How long ago did this happen? This happened in May 12th, 2010. 2010. All right. Do you feel like you're still processing this or do you feel like you've kind of- Definitely. Definitely. I still don't understand everything. I'm still talking to people, trying to get ideas, Mm -hmm. what other people might believe, because I feel like it could help me solve this mystery. Mm -hmm. Maybe maybe I never will. Maybe I'll get the answers after death. Mm -hmm. But I'd like to just ease my soul. I think I found you in one of the NDE Facebook groups. Is that correct? Yes. As a matter of fact, I I just joined. Have you talked to people there about your experience? Uh, No, you were the first one. Okay. I would be curious if you had and what they would say. Um, I did post. I, you were the first one that I spoke to and I, I, haven't really gone back to check. I've read some other stories that were pretty interesting. But yeah, everybody has a different story. It's wonderful. Would you like to talk to other experiencers? Oh, I would love to. I was going to ask this later, but since we're here now, um, after watching this podcast, people may want to reach out to you and chat with you. So if you're up for that, what would be the best way for them to contact you? Um, through email is great. Um, Facebook, Mm -hmm. Facebook is a great way to get a hold of me. And you're on Facebook as Angelique Wesner. Yes. Okay. Do you want to give out your email or just tell me later and I'll put it in the description? Oh, I'll tell you later. Okay. What else do you think you learned from your NDE? I learned that we're not alone. Um, there, there is someone out there, um, something, whatever you want to call it, it's there. You just got to have faith. I don't like to push anything on people. Um, but you know, my mother always told me when, when I lost my faith, I don't know how she did it. But she always told me it's better to believe and there not be than not to believe and there is. And I, I believe she's she's right. Um, when I do things, my first thought is, is this going to balance the scales? Is this going to get me closer to my sister, to God? to being where I want to be so I can welcome my young one when he gets there. You know, um, I'm, I'm pretty shocked that I even went anywhere because for the longest time, I always believed there was nothing afterwards. Um, I'm, I'm surprised. I think I was shown all three for a reason. I just wish I knew what that reason was. Do you still remember the experience today like as if it happened yesterday or has it faded over time? No, I remember it like it was yesterday. It's And uh, because it had been a couple days, 
since I sat on the spider and went to the hospital, enough time for the skin to become necrotic. Um, uh, let's see, how can I put this? It's just, it, it, it's like it happened yesterday. Um, when I look in the mirror, I am scarred and disfigured from that spider bite. Um, it was just, it ran through my tissue and it was amazing. And I had to learn to rewalk after six to eight weeks of just being in bed. Um, so I, I get to see it every day. And I, I just think every time about my feet being in its mouth. I don't so much think about space or the sun. I, which, you know, by the way, wasn't as hot as the sun, but um, I, I think about my feet being in its mouth all the time. And I don't know what that means either. You know, am I that paranoid that I just don't want to ever go back there again? Do you think it's possible that experience, since it was during your surgery, was more maybe like a due to the medications and less of like a near-death experience? Or did it feel also like a near-death experience? Well, they lost me a couple times. I was touch and go. That's, that's what I call touch and go. I'm sorry. I didn't explain it. That's okay. Um, they lost me a couple times during surgery. And that's why I think I lean more towards that. Whereas the other one was more of me becoming septic and passing out. This was more, oh my God, you know, we lost her on the table. We got to bring her back. And I don't even remember leaving my body. I'm wondering also, the one where you're during surgery, you're combining possibly a memory because maybe they had held your legs down or something or, or numbed them so you couldn't move so they could do the surgery. I never thought of that. I, I've never had surgery before. Mm -hmm. So um, I, I, Never thought of that. I thought once you were under, you were under. And maybe so. I mean, but I'm saying maybe somehow your body picked up that other information and kind of like sometimes you'll something will be going on in your life and then you incorporate it into a dream. Like, for example, I used to study a lot and when I was in college and I would be studying so much that sometimes I would, in my dreams, I'm still studying. It's huh. like I'm dreaming about studying. It's crazy. So I'm just curious is like maybe that wasn't a negative NDE or a hellish like maybe somehow with the surgical you were pulling that being on the table and then working on you somehow into your consciousness or something it could be i was uh i was in nursing school i was studying to be a nurse and yeah i wasn't going through anything traumatic during my life everything was pretty good actually at that time. 
Um, but you're right. It, it could have had something to do with the surgery. But I come from a very <laughs> devout Catholic family, mm-hmm. and they all tell me I went to hell. And they said what? <laughs> I went to hell. Oh. That when they locked me on the table, I went to hell. If that is true, the good thing is it appears that you've been giving a second chance. That's how I live my life. I've had a few people who've had a hellish NDE, and I think all of them would say once you're there, if you call out, once they called out to God or Jesus, when, God bless you. Once they've called out to God or Jesus, they uh, like automatically got taken out. I I couldn't speak. You couldn't speak. I wasn't even afraid of a goat man that I've never seen in my life before. Mm-hmm. It was. I had no no fear. There were no feelings at all. It was like I was just blank until I saw my legs. That's when the fear set in. And I thought, my legs are in something's mouth. It's not exactly what it felt like. kind of felt like I was crawling in a cave and I just got stuck. So would you say that you're now Catholic again? I believe there is a higher power. I'm, I would say I'm more spiritual now. Um, well, maybe that's not right either. I thank the heavens and whoever's up there every day. And I thank the leaves and the grass and the trees. They're beautiful. I, I never believed in the devil or hell before. I do now. I do now. Not so much the devil, but definitely hell. Um, but as far as church, I, I don't do that. I, I don't see that as a way of getting closer to where I want to be. I believe one of my guests told me before that Gratitude is one of the closest, if not the closest way to get to unconditional love. And it appears to me that you have a lot of gratitude now. I do. I had, um, I also had self-esteem issues. Um, I don't have them anymore. I am who I am. He made me the way I am. And you either love me or you don't. And it's not going to bother me. I'm still going to roll around in the grass. I'm still going to kick leaves. You know, I, I take my son more seriously now. Not that I didn't take him seriously before. It was do your homework. You know, let me teach you this. Go to bed. No, now it's let's go outside. Let's go play. You know, life is short. You know, schoolwork will be there later. The sun's going down now. Let's go. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like little things don't matter as much anymore? Not at all. Not at all. 
um, I had someone hit me with the with the carriage at the supermarket. You know how it gets you in the back of the leg, the behind your ankle. Yeah. And normally, um, I would have become someone very aggravated, and I probably would have picked up that shopping cart and threw it, maybe even back at the person. Um, the other day when I got hit, I smiled. I turned around. I smiled before I turned around, turned around and said, hey, things happen. Six feet. And, you know, I just kept going. Not a big deal. It'll heal. However, there is one downfall that I have to mention. Since this experience, I don't really leave my house anymore. Hmm. Because now I'm afraid to die. Hmm. I used to visit my family in New York at least every three months. Um, It's been two years since I've been down there. And prior to that, I was going maybe once or twice a year. Um, I... I couldn't go like I was going before. My anxiety has slowly been getting worse. Um, I've seen cars on the highway going the wrong way. I, I don't, I'm not ready to leave. Mm-hmm. I know what awaits me, but I know what's here. Mm-hmm. I don't want to leave here. Right. You don't want to leave because you're afraid to die. Why do you equate leaving the house with dying? I caught a glimpse what might be waiting for me. You know, it, any of my experiences. Um, so why push the envelope? I, I'd like to find out what's on the other side when I'm 90. Yeah. Not now. Right. Um, I, I, you know, I haven't been to the Caribbean in six years now, I just, I don't want to tempt fate. Mm. You know, one of those vacation trips was about to be four generations on the same plane. I thought that was absolutely nuts. Well, the interesting thing to think about is that your first time that you almost died was just something as simple as being bit by a spider. We we joked about that for a while, dodging falling air conditioners from the projects, but come to New Hampshire to get bit by a spider. Right. You know, and it's I have a great new fondness for insects. I don't like them, but I <laughs> I have more uh more love for them now, now that I know what they're capable of. I just leave them to their own. Do you feel like there's anything positive that's come out of this NDE? Actually, yeah. Um, I'm really glad this happened. Not so much the disfigurement, but I'm, I'm glad this happened. I was not a nice person. I was a bad person. And I've been going down that road for so long. It just, that road was going to end very badly for me, very badly. And if this hadn't happened, I could be dead right now, especially here in New Hampshire. 
you don't know who has a gun. You know, I, I could be dead right now. And I chose to change my entire way, my entire system. I think I am a better mother now, more involved in my children's lives, probably more than they want. Um, I'm more family orientated. I call my grandmother once a week, every week. She, she's, she's the elder. She made this family. Mm. Um, you know, there's just, I don't take anything for granted anymore. You, you just can't, you, it could be gone tomorrow. Do you like yourself better now that you've changed? I do. I, I think I'm a better person. Um, would I like to, to date? That would be great, mm -hmm. but that would require me leaving the house. Um, yeah, no, if it's not the supermarket, I'm not going. How do you pay the bills if you don't leave the house? Um, since I've been scarred and disfigured, I am now on social security. Oh, okay. Makes sense. I, I cannot stand for too long. I cannot sit for too long. It's very painful, hmm. but I, um, and that's another thing. Um, someone gave me strength because I take nothing for the pain never have and i'm able to work through it and i've i've seen what pain does to other people and how it can ruin their lives with pills and i'm so happy to have the strength to just take it and move on all right well i've already got your contact information before we finish up, is there one last positive message that you can share with everybody? Live your best life today. Tomorrow is not promised. That's a good message. Angelique, thank you so much for being my guest. I really appreciate you, and I really appreciate how open and honest you were with us. And I wish you the best. Thank you so much. You have a great day. Thank you. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks for watching the Jeff Mara podcast. I really appreciate you. Another way to show support is through YouTube memberships. And if you do, there are loyalty badges and other perks depending on your level of membership. All you need to do is click the join button underneath the video to find out more. Thank you for your support.